0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Yeah very close to the Southern River Band gig down at the Shelter uh, Brewery down at Bustleton. You are on the Shelter Sportcast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield the original crew is back together on a Monday morning. G'day Skeet, how are you? G'day Scoey, good to be with you.
0: At this time last week uh, you were in negotiations with Oprah Winfrey you had uh, <laughs> Netflix knocking on your door after that explosive chat with Justin Langer. The beads of sweat on your forehead were just pouring down you, are a bit concerned about the aftermath of that Oprah Winfrey, and, seriously. Uh, and I've got some good feedback, you know, apart from the JL interview, which we know went uh, viral, if that's the term we should use. Uh, a lot of good feedback. Around the traps was a Bunnings. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I seriously was at Bunnings uh, to pick up. Because so, you know when you go into Bunnings yes. and I know absolutely nothing about I stuff see, around the house? You, you and,
1: just, what were you doing in there? Well, Get I had to go and pick sizzle. up some
0: deck chairs and uh, a, 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 a little nut. washer for the garden hose, <laughs> which I stuffed up. Anyway, the, the bloke from Bunnings, young bloke, he said, Do you, uh, Adrian? So, no, Mark Redding. So, <laughs> so, he got he got my name wrong, but he knew what I did. Oh, and that was the this podcast. Oh. and so the bloke, young bloke from Bunnings, uh, shout out to you. And in fact, i met a couple, Jacob, I think, or Jared from Halls Head Footy Club. Um, they are rallying behind the cause of the uh, the the sportcast slash footycast
1: for shelter. Just to put this in the context, thirty years in the game, Channel Seven, yep. extraordinary. I mean, you've done it all, really. Twenty three years at Channel Nine, and yep. you can. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, and, and you getting <laughs> stopped in Bunnings. People think you're Adrian Barich
0: on <laughs> <laughs> the shelter footy car.
1: I'll I tell you what, it doesn't get much better. I did
0: get, I did get a sausage sizzle, though, because I, I was a bit hungover from the races on Saturday. So Onions, I, I mustard, did, tomato sauce. Uh, onion, and I just sat in the car. after I'd, <laughs> you, know, you know when you get the trolley and the thing's falling off, and that, that's me with two oh, deck yeah. chairs. And so I've got there, I've sat there, because I went to the races Saturday, and punted like a complete... I was pathetic. I was a disgraceful human being. Anyway, I lost on the punt. Uh, had too many drinks and then had to go to Bunnings to find stuff I knew nothing about.
1: Welcome to the Shelter Sportcast. That's uh, Mark Redding's general weekend. It's happened uh, about 46 weeks in a row so far this year in 2022. And we're almost at the end of the year. It's great to have you with us. Uh, we've been to the Footycast originally. We're now the Shelter Sportcast where we get through the World Cup, both in the cricket variety, the soccer variety. We've got a bit of AFL action to get through today. We do this every Monday and Thursday. Uh, a bit of a West Australian theme. You can find us on socials, Shelter Footycast, on Instagram. Instagram, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Listen to us as a podcast. Watch us on YouTube. You know the deal. Uh, brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Now, uh, this SRB, Southern River Band Boys, are playing Friday, 2nd of December. This Friday. If you haven't got your tickets, there are a couple available, not many, uh, and you know what's happening. DJ there. Gengar <laughs> gets it all off. I would love to see is off. Mark Readings, emceeing Southern River Band. Imagine you announcing Southern River Band naked DJ Ganga. I mean, it'd just be absolute scenes. Don't worry about Bunnings. You'd be recognised for life <laughs> after that. Uh, you can buy those tickets at shelterbrewing.com.au. Get down there. Now let's get into it. We've got a bit of a big show to get through. Uh, I don't know which one was the biggest moment. It's got to be the Socceroos my, what do you, you don't know what was the biggest moment. What, what's the what are the contenders? AFLW grand finals on the weekend. Skater, Melbourne won that one. That's a big game. Premiership Oh, no, There were four goals kicked. But anyway, move on. Australia win their uh, first World Cup game in twelve years against Tunisia. Mm.
0: It was really like it was exciting. I know Tunisia is not exactly a, a soccer superpower, but to get the lead early um, and the defensive work we put in. Graham Arnold, fifty nine years of age, first Australian-born coach to to lead the Socceroos to a World Cup victory. Did, should... you,
1: did you see him clip a couple of... Not, not, oh, yeah. It was, it was a good clip. Like, oh, it was, yeah. It was like... Well, after you've won clip. Yeah. Like, who cares? No, they've never coached. Some of them have never, never, never even been played <laughs> at the World Cup.
0: It sounded like... Uh, it was like a John Warsaw or Mick Malthouse after they would yeah. know, had a big victory and stuck it up a few people. So, yeah. that was terrific. And look, obviously, I think most people know the scenario. If we can beat Denmark or even draw with Denmark we most likely go through because uh, the other result is France Tunisia which if Tunisia for some reason can beat France we're in a bit of trouble but if France gets a job done we we you know we just need to draw or win but obviously a win would be I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you know what time
1: the game is? Yeah, I do,
0: actually. Uh, 11 o'clock on Thursday night.
1: That's doable. It's definitely doable. So that's going to be a big Thursday night. So bosses, get ready for the sick leave on Friday, I reckon, because people are going to load up for that. Yeah, it's two hours, done by one. So, um, yeah, look,
0: just watching the Danes. They were pretty good against France, beating 2-1. So this is going to be tough for us, particularly backing up after a result like that. Where did you watch it? I watched it when I got home from the races. I was waiting for my wife. Then I went to the shoe bar and watched the concluding stages.
1: Excellent. So um, we watched it at the Paddo. I I reckon when a goal is kicked in soccer, and especially in the World Cup with the soccer roos. amazing. There is no, there is no more. Um, the ecstatic, is amazing. There's no ecstatic feeling than that moment when a goal's kicked. Like we're at the paddock. There was kids there. Like it was yeah. pretty tame. And people are kicking chairs over and throwing beers in the air and <laughs> smashing their arms about. Like it was unreal. Oh it, yeah, so exciting. And it's happened of all across.
0: Like even in in Qatar, where you know there's there's been results. Morocco beating Belgium uh, this morning two nil. There's cars overturned. There's you know, there's just restaurants destroyed. It's
1: going mental over there. I don't know what happened in that Belgium game because um stayed at Crown Towers last night, skate just a bit like you know uh, just just a little vacation staycation. You know how it goes. Well, you, don't you, don't like oh, you, have, you used to be one of us. We went really well, skate. So one of my kids got uh, food poisoning down there, so <laughs> oh, he's been spewing up oh, oh. since three o'clock. But I did make it here to the shelter sportcast just for the fans, but. Uh, Put the kids to bed. Yep. Allie's to bed. She's feeling a little bit unwell as well. I, thought, I said, babe, I'm just going gonna to duck down to the uh, sport bar. <laughs> just going to duck down <laughs> duck down to the cab. So I, I ducked down, had a bit of a look. Um, I didn't have any bank cards. I found $5 in my car. So I went down um, to the sport bar. On, you didn't have any money on you? No, I don't carry bank cards. I've got pay pass, pay PayPass. New age, skater. I know you don't like understand so, it. Like, like I know Kramer in Cypher. You, like it it doesn't help your hip alignment by aiming a, a wallet, is that right? You'd have a big bum <laughs> bag on a Pull pulling out bank cards. I don't operate like that, okay? So, just let me get to my story. I go to the sport, sport bar. Uh, this is a sports story. Um, Morocco are getting pants by Belgium. There was a fair, fair, fairly big Belgium contingent in there. Um, you know, flags, that sort of stuff. Getting pants. Like for the first ten minutes, there would have been six corners to Belgium. They were mm. having free kicks from outside the box. Woke up this morning, I didn't last I, I did go back to bed skater. 2-0. So I don't know what happened with Moroccan I don't know how they were that. But on my way out, I thought, I'm gonna slot this five dollar note into the pokies. I'm gonna find the biggest major prize on the pokies. Imagine the se- Imagine the story. Take $5 in, have a beer, watch the Morocco.
0: Alex, look what I've brought home. Put
1: the $5 in, didn't get a dollar back. <laughs> Walked out.
0: But only $5 down, Skate. Yeah, no, I was about $300 on, <laughs> down at Ascot on Saturday. So welcome
1: to uh, our punting three-way turf talk. Shelter Sportcast. It's time to get into the AFL draft. The AFL draft is Monday. You are here with Mark Readings, Will Schofield. I think we're going to get into it. Just a little break. Now, uh, Fremantle on West Coast, West Australian theme here. Um, We've got some picks. West Coast certainly have some picks inside the top 20. Uh, They've got four picks inside the top 30, I believe. Fremantle won't enter the draft until pick 30 as it stands and probably will move a couple back due to uh, some of the academy acquisitions that happen and training of picks. So let's get into the Fremantle Fremantle draft preview. Um, They've lost a few this year. They've lost Lobb, Akers, Logue, Tucker, Meek. Um what what do they what do they need? This is the first time Framail's starting outside the top 30 since 2004. So they're missing a bit of talent. They're going to miss that top end talent. What do they need to pick up in this draft?
0: Well, as you say they're pick 30, so they're not going to get a good look at the draft mm. today at least, tomorrow potentially, but look when you you look at the the size of the players, particularly uh lob, I mean they need and, and make I mean they need a big. Yeah. Primarily, it'd be nice, and obviously, you know, with David Mundy's departure. Um, yeah, I think down back they're pretty well served. I reckon they're they're, they're yeah, in a reasonable space. Strong back. back well, I, I think they. Depth. I think if you always if you can get, I don't think you would have too many mids. I know it sounds a bit strange, but I think if you can keep building on your depth in your midfield. Uh, but yeah, and but what you're not going to do is is a in a draft. You're not going to immediately replace a. You're not going to draft a key forward that comes and kicks fifty goals. For exactly. Year, you? Totally. I mean, Jai Amos is Joe Amos is actually after watching him and obviously he was injured. He's. Progressing the way you th- would think a top end draft pick would would go came in kicked a couple of goals on debut and you think wow in two or three years this is just a nice
1: nice body of work he'll put together uh, they'll be looking at this year as they've already used their number one draft pick on a key position player yep. in Jackson like that they they yep. have they have done that right if you if you look but he's at on a th- th- do you think he's a 30, 40 goal a year no but no. he's a key position player yeah, right? so if you know if you look at players have gone out, well, they have had some come in. So so if you looked at their draft hand, well, they've already spent their draft pick on yep. Jackson, who, if he was in this draft, he'd go number one, right? Mm-hmm. So they've acquired the number one draft pick of this year a couple of years in the system. So maybe they have done what we're talking about, is they've actually drafted a key position player that has developed. That's and maybe, the draft, yeah. maybe he does kick 30 or 40 goals this year. Yeah, and, and Peter Bell has said that he's probably... he. he
0: will be played slightly differently to his role at Melbourne and might help his game. So, look, you're right. You make a good point that the the Dockers, albeit they don't have the immediate um, forward replacement in a draft sense, but they're going to have it with what they did at trade time.
1: So they got pick 30, 43, 44, 65, 70, 77. They'll probably use three or four of those, depending on how their list sits. Um, you, know, you probably won't get any at the back end there. Um, now, I wanted to have a look at a couple of the guys that are rooming around. Now, this is difficult. This is 30 picks in. Um, you know, these phantom drafts that go out, it's, you know, it, once it gets past about pick 10, it's anyone's guess, yep. seriously. So, we'll go through a couple of guys that have been talked about in the position and I think it's because of their versatility. I think free will go versatile. So, Tom McCallum, he's a Tassie Devils guy. He's rumored to be around that pick 30. He's an all-round athlete. He's got speed. He's got endurance. He's got aerial ability. Um, He, he averaged 17 disposals in under 18 level and I think they'd be looking at someone like him because yes, he's played in defense, but he's versatile. What we've just said there, they're losing, you know, different players in different positions. They need to just add some depth, right? Totally. Um, do they need the defender?
0: Do they need Tom McCallum? Do they need a Q Davies? So I've seen a bit of for Claremont playing Colts footy. Key position? Um, or is he more of no, a... No, he can play centre-half back. Look, I won't say he's not a key position player, but he he's quite mobile. He gets around pretty well. Um, average 90 disposals uh, for the Tigers this year. I like him. I'm just wondering whether they're going to go down that path of, of a defender draft-wise. Uh, I know it's... Things can change, but they are pretty well served. Despite Griffin Low going, Heath Chapman will probably step up um, and play a more pivotal role. Maybe, um, yeah, I think they've got enough insurance down back that I'm just not sure where the defender is.
1: Where they'd be heading with their first pick, Caleb Smith, someone that could be available. He's an East Freo kid. He's a midfielder. You would have seen a bit of his foot. Yeah, this re- year. he's really good overhead. Yeah. Really good mark.
0: Um, so I've seen a bit of him. I've seen him play for Wesley. I think it is yep. in the PSA as well. He's a really good young player. Oh, yeah, he's one that I think, um, as you say, there's a lot of guesswork here, but it, he he's one to watch going forward because
1: he's got he's got some tricks. We'll get through at the back end of the West Coast preview a few of the WA boys and and some of the top ten guys. So you know, Frio, you know, as we've said, it, they, they they'll have a, a a wide net to cast and they'll have to take best available and it'll be a versatile player. So, look, that could end up with anyone. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I do think, as a thought on draft as a whole, I think too much um, time and uh, priority is put on talent sometimes, talent and and, and athleticism. Um, In my experience, if you had to choose between someone of um, high high talent versus a kid with talent, right, but not premium, but had a better attitude and a better mentality, that that kid with a better attitude and mentality will always beat the high-talent kid. High-talent might look good as a young kid, but if they have the right attitude, they come into a football club, they know how to work hard, they know how to listen to direction, they're a, they're a good person. You know, clubs look at it, but I do think there's a, a formula that's missing that clubs don't sometimes get right, and it's around the mentality because... You can be as talented as you like, but if you don't have that that mentality, and it sounds vague, but it's like you can see them, honestly, you can see them the day they walk in the door, these kids, whether they'll make it or not. Like, seriously, it, it, takes, it takes about a week. Ask any of the old boys at West Coast or guys I've been around, you can see it. It's not in their eyes, but you can see just the first few things that they do. Like, yeah, they all have talent, but do they have it? Do they have that competitive element? Do they have that, that real, you know, grit. Uh, I, I think sometimes that's where clubs get it wrong. Mm.
0: Yeah, look, and to be fair, I think most of the kids, and I've interviewed quite a few of the WA players coming through, um, most of them, in fact, I'm reckon 95, if you get to this point where you're in the mix to be drafted, you've, you, you, I think you're pretty much, your, your attitude's right, you're doing a lot of things right. So mm. you, you're talking...
1: You know, it's only a small percentage in terms of attitude, et cetera, but yeah. If you're getting to pick 30, that's what – they're, they're, they're going to be – talent's going to be about the same from about pick 25 to about pick 70, right? There'll they'll, they'll be – Not much between nah, the best of but the towards... mentality there will be. And, and you know, kids can be highly talented and work hard, but that they have it. And what that is, that's a very big mystery. Let's get into the West Coast Draft preview. Um, they've got picks 8, 12, 20, 26 – Seventy-one, unlikely to use that seventy-one. They come into this draft hand with the, with the into this draft with the strongest draft hand they've had in, I don't know when. Like I can't remember. Well, Andrew Gaffs, your last top ten yep. draft pick, is he? Yeah, it? yep. So you know that's that's a long, long time ago. And that's so two hundred and fifty plus games ago. They yeah. enter this draft with a with a sense of rebuilding after losing Junior Rioli in the draft period. They don't really lose much, but they'll be looking to add very high quality players here, skates Yeah, and. Look,
0: given we know that Ruben Jinbi is going to likely be the, the top pick from WA whether he gets to number 8 and whether in fact the Eagles have you got I, I know we always say pick your best the best player gun, available. Gun midfielder. Gun yep. midfielder. Yeah, best midfielder, but
1: the West Australian element, does that come into it? Should it? Does it? Will it? Today? Will it? It probably will. Should it? I mean, I'm biased. I, I would probably say just 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 pick the best kid. Um you know, they've got a Campbell Chesser, who was their number one draft pick last year, that it makes sense when you're building a, a young group like that to add other interstaters because they'll, they'll hang out mm. all the time. You know, first, second, third-year players, they spend a lot of time together. So I don't think for West Coast it'll be a big issue if they go and draft a Victorian or South Australian kid because they'll be hanging out with Chesser and the other kids that they've added around there. They've got some local WA boys as well. But I think their number one priority has got to be like the best midfielder about, available. I know they say best... Best available, but I think it's got to be the best midfielder and get a gun midfielder at pick eight and maybe pick twelve. I so say you get you get two. But
0: that's why they split the picks to get. I mean, pick eight and twelve, you can get some really high quality. Have you have you seen Jinby play much this year? Uh, not a lot, but um, from look, he's. I think Colts-wise, a little bit, but
1: not a heap, Jed Buzzling, I've, I've seen more of. Jimmy's like a bigger bigger type. He's been likened to a Jack Crisp from Collingwood. So if you think about Jack Crisp playing in the midfield, he's a bit of a bulldozer, but he's also got that skill. Um, he's not like, a, uh, I don't want to say Clayton Oliver, because he's, he's, his skill's working, but... You know he's more skillful than a player like a Matty Rowell. Matty mm. Rowell hard in and under, but he doesn't have the outside skill right now. I think Jinby does, so that's why he's highly touted. Ed Allen's been an interesting one to see how he's been going. Uh, this is the son of Ben yep. Allen, and unfortunately, just
0: dust does, doesn't qualify for the father's son because so, of, is that well? I see yeah, Hawth- yeah games Hawthorne, uh, dad Ben premierships. Player 91, best and fairest in that year, by the way, as well. And then, of course, Fremantle inaugural captain. But, yeah, the games didn't, right. didn't quite add up. So, look, he could end up, even at, theoretically, at the Eagles uh, yeah. as a potential. But I have seen a bit of him this year. Had some, uh, I think, stress issues, stress fractures or certainly he's some... tall. He's tall, yeah. And he's, he's bigger than his I'm old 95. Man. Yeah, he's, he's a big unit. Um, and he's mobile. And I think he's got, uh, look, he, he's uh, National Combine results and I know you can't use that as the, the barometer but
1: they show you that he's he's an athlete well p- people just look at that that you know taller midfield you know paddy Cripps just won the Brownlow mm. medal right so paddy Cripps is 194 and this kids 195 so they that you can say what you like but people look at that you know, and, yep. and you know, at times it's been, oh, you got to draft athletes, and at times it's been, oh, you got to get the footballers in, and that sort of stuff. But you know, his draft combine results has certainly catapulted him into you know big talks. He's definitely a player that West Coast will look at. You know, that that sort of a player, I think.
0: I think he's a chance to go in the first round. Yeah. A, a really good chance. Absolutely. So, Elijah um, Hewitt. Swan yeah, you know, District's Yeah, interesting, because he's, of course, Colts Premiership player with Swans. Played a lot of league footy this year. And having having spoken to Adam Jones at the Footy Commission, he's he's a, a rat for him. Um, I know that St Kilda's had a good chat to him. And Ross Lyon, in fact, made direct contact with Elijah, which is pretty rare, apparently, for Ross to to, to contact a player before a draft. I don't know if that ever happened yeah, with you. I was you. just trying
1: to think then. I mean, like at the draft combine, all the coaches are there. So, but no, no, I think I think he called him on the phone for half an hour. So I was thinking about the week, the weeks leading into the draft, sort of coming up into this. site. So, um, Kinnear Bateson, so who's still in the game? I think at Adelaide. That could be could be wrong. Uh, maybe Sydney. So he's a recruiter. He mm. rang me week of. He was sort of. I remember him sort of just saying, "Look, um, I think you'll get picked up. Um, you know, we we're, we're, we're certainly looking at you." Uh, but if it's not us, you know, you're gonna, you know, do really well. Like all the best. It was mm. sort of just a, a nice chat. Yeah, a nice chat. Um, uh, yeah, definitely the Sydney recruiter rang me, and and just again, it was more because I was a I was a fi- I went at fifty, right? So it was there was a 50-50 chance if I was even going to go. But you
0: you were a, dare I say, you were a defender, um, at that age. was, was, was that your is that your
1: guy? Yeah, I was playing defender in year twelve, but before that, under sixteen state footy, I played full forward. Uh, but Leon Harris, um. Played me full forward for the first two. Kicked a few goals as well, Skate might add. Um, and then the last game played me at full back and I played a much better game because I sort of probably as a full forward sometimes would wait for the game to come. Whereas it was a full back, as a defender, I, I used what I learned as a forward and, and came at it. So Leon Harris, who again is still in the development game, he was my coach at Vic Country. And I, I run into him every now and then. I ran into him before the 2018 grand final um, in the hotel. and it, And I was like, Fuck, here I because yeah, yeah. like, no, I know I was never going to get picked as an under 16 and he he picked me out of the field so, so Leon
0: Harris it's he former Fitzroy I think of the same guy? yep
1: yeah yep. so I didn't get picked in the squad and he plucked me out and and they didn't they wanted to cut me and he kept me and they he played me as a full back and so I, I owe a lot to Leon and it was I you know I remember the conversation in the hotel I was like well there you go. <laughs> been been a while, mate. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I've uh, rambled about myself. That's a bit, bit of bullshit. No, it
0: was a bit about just about the WA factor and 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 about the height. We're talking about Ed Allen and, and and Elijah Hill. We were getting to actually. Yeah. And where we end up, um, I think if he, I think he would be best served going to somewhere like St Kilda and Ross. Um, Ross could real. I think if he gets the right coach, Elijah, um, will be a a far better player than if he goes to an environment where he's just allowed to to just run his own race not that that happens at AFL level but just having the right coach would be really good for him yeah yeah, yeah. get him into a system that mm. he can slot into and you know
1: this is your role and learn exactly
0: exactly right yeah. that's what uh, Jonesy said Adam Jones to me said if he can get in that right that sweet spot with say St Kilda and Ross teach him okay you need to do this this yeah. this
1: put the parameters in front of him, he reckons he can excel. Well, because some, some kids are the opposite. You need to just put them out in the field and let them play. Like Liam Ryan, for instance, like you just... No point trying don't to... Don't even tell Liam what him. to do. Just go, just do what you, just go jump yeah. on his head. Don't care. Whereas some kids really need... Like I was probably one of those kids. It's like, this is where you need to be, this is what you need to do and, and you can educate them and mm. you can get them around a system and they can like, you know go to another level inside that like you think maybe a, a Melbourne something like that They like they seem pretty regimented with their system um you know somewhere like that and and St Kilda Ross lines known for you know delivering a system so that'd be good a couple of other West Australian boys given that we are here on the Shelter Sportcast West Australian theme this is the best name in the draft Jed Buslinger he's an East Perth key defender uh Jeremy McGovern type, people have thrown that around. Eric McKenzie yep, type, Yeah, do no, that's,
0: that's fair call. I mean, it's, it's not a fair call because these kids are just no. making their way. You, but i you know got to throw it, someone you out You try, try and let people who haven't seen these, these young blokes get, get an idea of how they play. Or who they could turn into. Like, exactly, yeah. This. No, he's really good. And he's had some shoulder issues. Mind you, there's a bloke that wore number three for West Coast that had some shoulder issues as well, but it ended up being a, a pretty good story. Is this stick man, Andrew Garth? Well, no, I was seeking the other number three. Chris Shud, yeah, 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 he had a couple of shoulder issues as well. Good point. Jed's like him a lot. Um, As I say, the the shoulder meant that he he didn't play as much footy as he would have liked this year. Um, But he's overhead, terrific, averaged twenty-four disposals in the Colts this season. Um, You know, the, the whisper could he get to the western bulldogs at pick 12 could he um or or below that could he go in the top 10 don't know he's mm. interesting he's a fascinating because he's a defender and which clubs need that that's that's what we're looking at down you the track and it's not for next year anyway it's
1: it's for yeah. insurance well, for 3 years well, down the West track Coast, yeah jeremy McGovern's not getting any any younger um, tom baras is you know Potentially the next captain of that football club, but they haven't been shy of adding key position players. Like West Coast have always had a lot of key position players on the mm. list. Like throughout my time, they do now. Uh, yes, there's no uh, Josh Kennedy right at this moment, but they are adding more to that crop, so he could end up at a West Coast Eagles. That's the West Coast and Freo wrap. Uh, it'll be round one tonight, yes, and then four twenty-ish rest... roughly. And yep.
0: just touch on briefly, Darcy Jones from Swan Districts, yep. one seventy-four, one seventy-five centimeters. Where's their helmet? So automatically, you think of a Caleb Daniel type. He's quick. We know what he did at the draft combine, national draft combine. By broke 14-year record. Stephen Hill's record. I think 7.7, the agility test. So he is a lovely young kid. Is he a forward? No, he's a midfielder. No, he's he's 174 centimetres. So he's a mid, he's speedy, he's classy. Uh, I hope he gets the opportunity because he will be one without hanging my hat on. I've watched a bit of him, Colts and a bit of League. Rated. I think he can, can make it Which would be terrific Because you talk about all sizes in the yeah. AFL Which, you know, it's, it's a tough At that size, irrespective You still have to have, be very good And I think this young bloke can, can make a mark Once he gets that opportunity
1: Anyone else you've seen along the way? Or is it, or is he, he's your guy no, I, like, yeah,
0: I, I like him, and he's a bit right. distinct I like calling him because I can see the helmet And he's quick And yeah, he's, he's got a lot that I like about
1: Very good uh, Shelter Sportcast, Mark Readings. Will Schofield uh, now, I just wanted to go through a couple of names here for the rest of the draft, right? So, um, Will Ashcroft has been you know, talked about for a long time as that that number one it, pick He'll right? walk straight into that Brisbane
0: Lions yep. bowl accounts, which yep. is a, a, a remarkable to say that with a guy that hasn't
1: even been, been drafted yet. The, GWS traded up to pick one, if I remember correctly. Yep. Aaron Cadman is rumoured the guy that they're looking at. He's a key, forward. key position mm-hmm. forward. Something that uh, GWS have... Honestly, they've needed that for... Ten years, like they they haven't had Jeremy Cameron. I know, but I've always said Jeremy Cameron's not your Tom Hawkins. He needed, he always needed a Tom Hawkins. So perhaps an Arad Cameron is is that sort of player. Will Ashcroft, Harry Sheasel's an interesting one. I've I've seen over the over the weekend, um, somehow copying discrimination on social media. Is he seventeen? Is he eighteen? Uh well, either seven Regar- Regar- a- like, so so he's uh, well, seventeen. Regar- Regar- Harry the- Sheezel, it's has like, so yeah, he's a Jewish it is,
0: descent. And social media, I, I don't get it. I don't get... The, the kids obviously hasn't... Because of his background, is copying this type of crap. I mean, it, it hasn't even entered the system. It's just, you know, move move on. Harry Shees will get picked up,
1: young man, and uh, ignore, ignore the haters. Yeah, correct. Um, there's some, you know, others floating around there. I think people listening to this podcast will be most interested in those West Coast, West Australian types that will be entering the draft. Um, I mean, I, I just think overall... Good good luck to the boys. Like it's a big there'll be some kids, some Tension. really nervous kids
0: today. And look, I go back twelve months ago, and obviously we're in WA. But um, Maddie Johnson went to RAC Arena along with uh, other boys that were going to get potentially picked up. Yeah, we know that I think it was Devin Robertson prior to that. There've been kids that go there day one, think they're going to get called out, and they're sitting there with the, you know all the all the cameras on them and you miss out on day one. I know that Manny got picked up the the next day, but it's that sick feeling. You you, you don't want your 17, 18-year-old where they're they're being tyres pumped up
1: left, right, and centre then have that deflation fever for one day. It's not a a great look. Just in case any of them are listening and they are watching along, if that does happen to you, don't worry. The second you get inside the football club, no one gives a shit where you're drafted. Honestly, no one gives a shit where you're drafted before you get there either. They're just like, who's in? Where they play, what's his attitude? How can it, how can get it, get to it work. help the team? Correct. So don't worry where you get drafted. If you get onto a list, just do your best, put your head down, get to work. Um, I threw it all, a little but Let's have another one. Will Schofield, Mark Redding is on the Shelter Sportcast. Now, the Socceroos review. We've got to talk about this one, Skate, because you and Chris Coyne went over the results. Uh, a preview. We- oh, preview, right? So you did the preview on Thursday. We've had a lot of feedback coming into the Shelter's podcast about how poor Mark Redding's (laughs) picks were and how bloody good Chris Coins were. Apparently, I had to duck out, but he he has absolutely nailed what happened over the weekend. Well, that's why we got him to sit in this chair because he, he knows his stuff. People have said his soccer knowledge is absolutely incredible. A lot better than Mark Reddings and Will Schofield. Put together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, times 10. <laughs> Yet you still tweet about Tunisia's uh, leaky defence. You're a genius, you are. Well, well, skate. I don't know if I was right or not. Australia defeated Tunisia 1-0, and Schoey called it the, the game before. Yeah, it was
0: terrific. Like, and well done, and I think we all... Rejoice in that, and Mitch Duke uh, gets the header. I think he ends up they have the best player. A list of the or photos of the the, the player of the matches, and I think Lionel Messi was there. And Mitch Duke just uh, of the four players of the Lewandowski, day.
1: Lewandowski, Messi, uh, Mbappe from France, <laughs> and, and Mitch, Mitch Duke. Mitch Duke. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the three best players in the whole game, game which is unreal. I it's mean, great. they break records, right? So it was their, it was their third um, World Cup win in the first since you know twelve years. yep First ever clean sheet. Uh, sorry, first since 1974. Their first since yes. 74. Um, uh, they get uh, you know the first goal in two games. Um, it's the first time in That's 16 right, World yeah. Cup appearances. So they've been starting well. You know, it was a it was an opportunistic goal a little bit. It was a, it was a cross that deviated a little bit, but it was a great finish by yeah. Mister Duke. And I like I said off the top. Like, there's not many teams, probably none, that actually unite the country like Socceroos No that's what I'm saying like the, the T20 World Cup I said during this I'd rather
0: see the Socceroos get to the, the second stage of the, the World Cup even though they're not going to go too deep than Australia win the T20 World Cup yeah. cricket because I don't know this is one that we know they're the underdogs we know they've got up against some of the best football nations in the world but to see guys like Harry Souter, Matty Ryan Matty Leckie in defence um, all do their part. It was
1: it was just a very Australian performance. So if you were watching along, Harry Souter, who's a big, massive uh, centre back that we've got, who I absolutely love, of course, right? He's a defender. He's done his ACL. He's come back off an ACL. He played one game mm. um, for his uh, his team in England, and I want to say it's South something. You can have a look at that, Dan. He he has played one game off the back of an ACL, and he's come in to do that. There, there's rumours now. Stoke City, uh, Harry's with. So there's rumours now though that he can have offers coming at him because he was just like a a, a rock um, that that teams will now be looking like centre backs and good key position centre backs. Just like in the AFL, uh, they don't grow on trees. So hmm. apparently he's done. He might have just tucked a couple of extra zeros on the back end. He's probably not getting paid a big packet of money down at Stoke, Stoke. City. But Harry Souda, put your Put your hand up, mate. Yeah. He's done bloody well. He yeah. was unreal. So, Mitchie G kicked that goal in the 23rd minute. And I didn't feel like Juniors really challenged Australia after that. Um, they had some outstanding players Australia. Matty Ryan, who... This is his third World Cup, I think. And and he, he probably had some stages in a, in a couple prior where he probably liked to take back. He didn't perform very well in a couple of games there. And he was very good. Um, outstanding. And Harry Souter held the defence together. Yeah, no question. So that, And that's what, essentially,
0: what Australia needed was to have a... If you've got your defence uh, sorted and that, that means that you know, you're know you not leaking goals. I mean, France, that was just, a, I guess, in many ways, class just prevailed. But against teams that are about to say, if you've got a good defensive setup and structure, it allows you then at least to, to have a bit of faith, OK, in the forward third we can do some damage. And look, we were a, a fraction lucky, the deflection, Mitch Duke, nice, nice finish. But yeah, uh, all being said, we, we, we've got ourselves a team now that I think goes
1: into the game, third game with a... A bit of optimism. Uh, I heard someone say about Graham Arnold's um, game plan, it's like they play, it's like they're defending a 1-0 lead. The whole game. No matter what, <laughs> what the score is. right? So when they're down to France, they kind of don't have that attacking flair. But if they get up early yeah. and have a 1-0 lead... Which they have twice that's, in this tournament. Yeah, that's the game plan, right? So defend well, uh, try to counter-attack and, and have some quicker guys up front. Yeah. Um, Jamie McLaren looked pretty dangerous when he came on. He was a late substitute. Uh, they must, again, you and I probably won't be able won't an to answer this, but they, it seems like they have more subs in the World Cup. Uh, I, I think they might have more subs. Can you have a quick look at that, Dan? Because uh, the games I've seen, uh, one, extra time at by halftime and the end of the game. Like I've seen seven, eight, 14 nine, minutes ten I've minutes. Seen. That that doesn't happen in EPL. I tell you that right now. It's Alex Ferguson stoppage time as he's yeah. State Manchester United. They're, not, they're playing another half, pretty much. But, but that I, also, I
0: like it. I like it because there's a lot of dicking around in. Soccer. Mate, there's so much of that. That is the one blight on the sport. Is the is the ability or the theatrics that are involved with players either going to ground, wasting time. Some of
1: the stuff I see, and and I wonder, I wonder if it's ingrained in players that, to do that. Do they watch back and go, gee, that's embarrassing? Or do they no. watch back and go, oh, well, that's just like hitting a pass? You know, I'd watch back a game if I miss a kick or hit a kick, you know, that's what I'm revealing. If they, do they see that and just go, oh, got a free no. kick or didn't get a free kick? No, I, I, think, I think
0: it's part of the culture score. I think that Ooh. is how, and some are worse than others, obviously, and particularly, obviously, if you're, you're leading 1 0 and you're up against a, a powerhouse, you're, you're doing everything within the rules to try and, and soak up time. But yeah, it, it's it's not a
1: good look for the sport. So coaches have traditionally been permitted. This is off Yahoo Sports. This looks like it's off a blog or something, so who knows. <laughs> three substitutions per game in football. But the COVID pandemic and the impact it had on player health saw a widespread change implemented to two extra substitutes being allowed in a match. That rule is also in place in the Qatar so, World Cup. So it
0: happens in Premier League as well now, does it?
1: Jeez, I... Didn't think so. No, it's no. It's a good point though. They seem like they've been a lot of subs. So five. That's a, that's a good thing because sometimes I think <laughs> blokes must just get paid to go and sit on the bench in soccer. Like they just the subs bench. There's about fifteen blokes on there, and they bring in bring on three a game. Yeah, I mean that's outstanding. That's very good. So as you said off the top, um, we can make it through to the next stage here. Like, we're, we're very much and in a Graham position Arnaud, to do if, it. If they do, we'll have the job for as long as he wants. it. So do you think they park the bus then? Like So they, they can get away with a draw. France need to beat Tunisia. Well, and bear in mind, know.
0: Tunisia and France are playing at the same time as we're playing Denmark, to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure they so coincide they for know. obvious reasons. Okay. So they won't know. You've just got to back the fact that France can I, I don't think he can play for a draw in the for 90. I just, nah. what, what,
1: what do you think? Well, I, the, the thing that worries me is Denmark has looked very good. So France absolutely pantsed us, and Denmark yep. challenged France. Yeah. Um, Denmark and Tunisia drew? Is that what's happened? nil no, Nilouf. Their first, ever,
0: their first match of the tournament. Right. I mean, I, I can see us conceding the first goal against Denmark and then, then of course, having to change our mentality.
1: Because I didn't think Tunisia were very good. No. Like when, when we were watching it, it was looking a bit A-leaguey, um, the way that it was playing off the top. There was some quality, but it probably lacked that high-end quality. Whereas Denmark, uh, they have some players that can do that. So that's what would scare me. And Denmark will, no know they need to win. So if you park the bus against a team that know they need to win
0: for, for for ninety minutes, I mean I agree you have to go with the mindset of winning the game. Obviously, if you if you won, get the first goal. Park the bus. Yeah, park the bus, <laughs> and you don't move it. But yeah, it's all about the game situation. I think the Australians. I just don't think you can sit back and think, well, we can we can hold. A, a draw here and, and that can't be the mindset of the... What that, in that case,
1: you lose. We haven't given a slab away for a little while. I reckon we get a shelter um, XPA X Factor, a slab of shelter XPAs out to uh, Harry Suter. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we get him to him, but I reckon we get some to him. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, all on board. Do you know what state he actually
0: lives in or whether he lives in Australia? Or I doubt it? he even lives in Australia, mate. He's <laughs> playing for Stoke City in England. <laughs> it might be some relatives that, uh, that he might have on the East Coast somewhere. But uh, well, on Harry Suter, you uh,
1: deserve your... Uh, the highlight of your week, getting a Shelter case coming your way. Shelter, boys, get ready. That, that FedEx account up and going. Get those international freight <laughs> that'll cost you about $1,000 to get a slab across the border. Uh, shelter footycast on Instagram. You can email us. If you've got anything to tell us, anything to say to us, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. You know where to find us on Instagram, Shelter footycast This is the Shelter Sportcast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings. Skate. I'll see you in Bunnings. Looking forward to the sausage
0: sizzle and the test cricket this week at uh, Perth Stadium, oh, yeah, Australia the tough. West
1: Indies. Perfect.
0: Yeah. We're cranking into summer. Scully, the World Cup. Start late, 11 o'clock Thursday night. You and I will
1: both be watching. We love cricket. Planning for your next trip?